I want to give a shout out to James and Crystal Abenroth of Church of the Nazarene in Oil City, Pennsylvania. The congregation thought there was no point in doing Awana because there were no kids coming to their church. But James, Crystal, and other church members persevered, knocking on doors, handing out flyers, and picking up kids in their neighborhood. It wasn't easy, but in one year, 84 kids attended Awana, and they averaged 35 kids per week in attendance. This led to kids putting their trust in Jesus and six new families attending their church. Jesus is amazing. Hey, Disciple Makers, and welcome to the Awana Clubs podcast. My name is Hunter Williams. I serve as an Awana missionary in Tennessee, and I'll be serving as your host for today's episode. I know that many of you listening to this have already started your Awana Club ministry for the year, and I just want to start off by saying I am praying for you, and I am so excited for what God is going to do through your ministry this year. And with it being the beginning of the club year, I thought it'd be good to talk about and discuss this idea of what a worldview is. Now, before you think that this episode isn't for you and has nothing to do with your Awana club, it's important to know that every single person listening to this episode right now has a worldview. Not only that, but you're in the business of shaping worldviews. Whether you realize it or not, every aspect of your Awana club is building a worldview in the children that are attending your club. And we're going to show you how when you recognize this, it can be a game changer for your club ministry. So the layout of this discussion today is going to be this. We're going to define what a worldview is, why it matters for child discipleship, and the role Awana leaders and parents can play in shaping their children's worldview. So we're going to cover all of this and more when we return. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Are we shaping kids with lasting faith? Let's invest in building resilient disciples today through the Awana Resilient Child Discipleship Training. At these one-day events hosted from October to March in Nashville, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, Tampa, and online, you'll gather with fellow ministry leaders to learn how to create engaging experiences kids will not want to miss, three easy steps to effective child discipleship, and how not to lose our kids to today's culture. Through five sessions, you'll be introduced to resilient child discipleship and the 3B discipleship formation pathway. You and your leaders will gain a strategy to create a child discipleship culture in your local church, practices to implement in your ministry, at church, and at home, and insights from the new research book from the Barna Group and Awana, Children's Ministry in a New Reality, the largest child discipleship study done in over 20 years. One day of training can help change the trajectory of your discipleship and form generations of Christ followers. Invest in your team, invest in your kids, invest in the future of your church today. Secure your seat at events.awana.org. All right, and we're back. And as we said at the top of the episode, we're going to be talking about what a worldview is and why it matters. Now, I'm sure that for some of you, your initial reaction when you heard the topic was, 
Well, I thought worldview was reserved for academics or uh, for uh, uh, apologetics or a collegiate setting. And while that's true, worldview is discussed greatly in those spaces. Uh, worldview, again, is for everyone because everyone has one, whether they realize it or not. So with that said, let's talk about what is a worldview. Well, one definition I like is by Abraham Kuyper. He says that it's a comprehensive vision of the world by which we understand everything. It's a vision of the world by which we understand everything. And I think a good analogy for this definition is a puzzle box top. So when you dump all the pieces out for a puzzle, um, you know, you're trying to put all this, these things together and what's going to help you know and assess how these pieces fit together is by having that puzzle box top. Because that picture helps give you a, a framework and an orientation on how the pieces fit together. And in the same way, a worldview operates like a puzzle box top. Uh, it's this vision of this of the world, a belief system that helps you know how the various pieces of your life fit together. They help you know uh, what matters. It helps determine your values. It helps determine your priorities. And so when we talk about worldview, it's this picture of reality that helps orient and assess and put together all the pieces of our lives. And so with that said, we need to think through how understanding what a worldview is is important for child discipleship. Well, one statistic that we love to quote at Awana is uh, this one by George Barna that he did in a book several years ago. And it, in this statistic, he shows that a person's worldview is predominantly developed by age 13. Now, that's huge because I, I know that I used to think that a worldview was set when you were 18 or in college, but no, it's, it is set. It's predominantly formed by age 13, which means that the primary time frame of when a worldview is set is in that children's ministry, that childhood time frame of 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. So what that shows us is the, the importance of parents' roles, of you as Awana leaders, your roles, and it, the importance cannot be overstated. God uses us and empowers us to develop that comprehensive vision in our children and to connect God's view of the world to all of life. And so what this shows us is that child discipleship makers are really worldview shapers. Um, something I say at almost every Awana training I do is that children's ministry leaders, Awana leaders are some of the most important workers in the church because they're building those initial impressions of God and helping them understand how to see and live in light of him and what he says and his ways. And so that shows that a worldview and child discipleship, they go together like peanut butter and jelly, y'all. So now that we understand what it is, why it matters, uh, I want to get to the how. How can your Awana Club specifically, uh, you, your leaders, your parents, develop a biblical worldview in your kids? Well, another uh, definition I've heard of worldview I, I've heard that I like is it's a fundamental orientation of the heart. Another way you could say this is James Smith says, we are what we love. And, you know, that makes me think of the first uh, B in our 3B philosophy at Awana of belonging. You know, uh, it, it's no surprise that who we love and who loves us often shapes what we love. 
you know, for example, my dad is a, a, an extreme hockey fan. He loves hockey. And I didn't always like hockey, but his uh, extreme love and passion for it was contagious. It rubbed off on me, and now I really like hockey. And so, again, who we love and who loves us shapes who we love. And the way we love God and display that love to our kids can have a huge impact in shaping our kids' love for God and His ways. And so that's something to think through is, how do you interact with kids? How do you express your love for God and display that to the kids who come into your door? Uh, the way we uh, show that love, express it, um, can really go a long way in shaping our children's worldview. So going with the, the three Bs here, so that's belonging, and it completely matters when it comes to worldview. Uh, believe, you know, that that's being grounded in the gospel and in the truth of God's word. And with this idea of love, you know, we can't love God if we don't know him. We can't love a God that we don't know, and we can't go beyond what we understand. So with that said, uh, we need to make sure kids are not just listening to our lessons, but that they're comprehending what we're teaching. And not that they're just memorizing scriptures, but that they understand the scripture that we're memorizing. You know, when kids come to club, we don't want to just be teaching morals and pushing uh, rote memory. We want to teach about God in a way that they see he's not just some distant being out there. He is in their lives, and he makes a difference here and now. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords that they love and serve. And the scriptures we memorize are not just words from an ancient book. These are the very words of God. And we're not just memorizing them, but we're hiding them in our hearts so that they fuel our passion for God and so that we live according to his ways. And so even how we teach, knowing what a worldview is, it can shape how we teach and go about uh, our engagement with scripture. And then finally, thinking through become, that's our third B in our philosophy. And, uh, you know, we're, we're striving to become like Jesus, not just to love him, not just to have head knowledge, but to truly become like him in all of our ways. And, uh, you know, I, I said earlier who we love and who loves us uh, shapes what we love. Well, in the same way, um, what's modeled for us often uh, lays the tracks for the what we become. I once heard a pastor say, that we become what we behold. And I think that is so true, especially for children. Uh, the way we carry ourselves, the way that we live for God is giving kids a model that they can follow after. And so when we think about helping kids become like Jesus, one of the primary ways we can do this is by discussion. You know, again, we don't want to just give them facts about God. We want them to take those facts and it color how they see the world, that it really shaped that puzzle box top so they know how the pieces of their life are to fit together for him. And the best way to do that is through discussion. Uh, when you talk through, hey, how do we take what we learned today in our lesson or in our memory verse, and how do we apply that to our lives? How does that change who we are? But not only that, I do want to say that one thing that Wana Clubs does that is brilliant to me is the handbooks. They're, they're very strategic in the sense that uh, kids aren't just learning about God at club. They're taking uh, their handbooks home, and they're continuing those rhythms of getting in his word and connecting with him. 
you know, if we're honest, club night is just a drop in a bucket when it comes to the time in our week. There's 168 hours in a week and kids are only at club maybe one and a half to two hours a week. And so while that time at club is powerful and precious, man, when we can give them handbooks to continue engaging in God's word throughout the week, man, you want to talk about uh, really shaping a worldview. That is such a great resource to do that. And so if there's parents listening to this, uh, those handbooks aren't just like glorified homework that kids are sent home with. That is very strategic in, in early years of their development that we want them to create those spiritual habits and rhythms so that they're not just receivers of spiritual goods, but they're self-feeders so that they can feed themselves spiritually and grow and develop that worldview. Well, y'all, I hope that this was a helpful way of looking at what you do as disciple makers. And as I said, disciple makers are worldview shapers. That's what you are and never forget it. Every moment you're with a child is an opportunity to shape their worldview so that they can see the world as God sees it and live in a way that pleases and glorifies him. Well, hey, if you have any questions about anything you've heard in this episode, you can reach out to our partner care team. We have their information in the show notes, and you can also reach out to me. You can go to my website at awanatn.com. There you can find my contact info and reach out to me. I love this topic and we'll be happy to discuss it further with you. Well, again, I pray that you have a great ministry year as you head into this Awana Club season and go make disciples. God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Resilient Disciples podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.